Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. Let's see if this comes through. for more of a squeak tonight i'm gonna drink whiskey on the podcast there's not even any rocks to be seen no Mm -mm. oh yeah well good evening to you mark howdy adam we should probably introduce the show that's fair yeah we can do that what is this this podcast is called modern dadhood And as we say, it's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. My name's Adam Flaherty. I'm a dad of two daughters who are seven and a half and four and a half, creeping up to eight and five. Good Lord, time just keeps moving, doesn't it? Eight years old. My name is Mark Checkett, and I am a dad to a twin boy, three and a half year olds, I'm also a, a, a whiskey connoisseur, on, on the, sort of on the side. I can tell because of the way that you're sipping it, and then oh. your mouth goes kind of small, and you kind of breathe some air in. That's the sound. Mm, yeah, it's got uh, sort of notes of um, bourbon. If I'm if I'm tasting it correctly. I can taste a little bit of bourbon in that bourbon. I should hope so. So when you mm-hmm. bring that little bit of air into your mouth, like this, when you introduce mm-hmm. the air in, mm-hmm. you, what is this doing to you? Is this? Yeah, no, I, I can tell you exactly. You see, what it does is, is it um, lights up my olfactory glands. You see, it 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 goes right up into the limbic system. Okay, because I'm I'm bringing air. I have no idea what it does. So okay. Thank you. Thank you for admitting that. So the last whiskey question before you move on and get into the actual episode that we're recording is uh-huh. with wine, they talk about tannins. Mm-hmm. Are tannins a thing in bourbon as well? Let me check the bottle. Let's see. Bourbon. Well, here it is. Biff tannin. <laughs> yeah. Miss you, man. We've been spacing these things out a little more than I like to do. Yeah. We spoke momentarily before we, we, we turned the microphones on, but, you know, you, you're busy. You're a busy guy, and I respect that, and I, I get a little busy, too, sometimes. I got some stuff going on. Work is busy. We, had a, we just had a Halloween. Did you, have, did you guys have Halloween? We did. We celebrate it. We're pagans, too. I saw a picture of the boys. Looking. Oh, you did? Adorable. Where did you even see a picture? Was that on the Facebook? Uh, your wife texts me. Oh, uh, usually it's when sense. she's mad at you and needs, you know, a little yeah. bit of backup, a little bit of validation. Yeah. I actually, sometimes I yell out when we're like in an argument. I, I just say, well, go, I just go text Adam. That's and she I does. Say. And she does. And you fine, know, I will. And you know what I say? I don't even read the text sometimes. I just respond, you're right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that helps her. So thanks. I appreciate that. You are welcome. Now, ha- Halloween was fun, though. It was actually last year. Halloween was, you know, didn't happen. It was wacky. But yeah. we were back to like full on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids. 
Jeez. We've run out of candy in the past. So mm-hmm. we like went way overboard this year. So that means there's tons of candy in the house and I'm an yeah. absolute helpless and hopeless. I am a slave to sugar and yeah. it's probably going to kill me. I, you need to get, you need to, you need to take some drastic measures to reduce your candy load. I, I know what um, first what world problem. <laughs> There's too much candy around. You have no idea how hard it is. I'm surrounded <laughs> by Kit Kats. This year, Jamie made costumes for the boys, which she did a fantastic job. And it was amazing. And it was really wonderful to see her get into something like that. It was like. It was like one of those like shining mom moments. You know, I'd walk into the kitchen and she's like surrounded by cut up pieces of felt and like fabric glue and a glue gun. And she's like, you know, listening to her headphones and got a big smile on her face as she's sewing a patch onto clothing or whatever. Um, But I just find it particularly hilarious. I find it particularly hilarious because couple years before kids she was just so anti-halloween she was like i think it's stupid i don't understand it i'm never gonna dress up i'm never gonna be into it switch to now she's a mom to three and a half year olds and she's happy as a clam making costumes and can't wait to go out trick-or-treating with the boys it's just a funny turn of events that is that is funny so tell me what you uh tell me what you have up your sleeve for this episode yeah, I, got, I think regular listeners here are going to be are going to be a little bit surprised, maybe pleasantly. We're going to do a little bit something different today. Something that we alluded to actually when we hit fifty. I thought I thought we hit fifty episodes recently. I'm, I'm not sure if you're aware of that, uh, but it felt like quite a milestone. Fifty episodes, yeah, that's something. Yeah. I think it's something, you know. And uh, I started thinking about, and uh, you and I kind of talked a little bit about, you know, like we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people and we've talked a lot uh, about a lot of different topics. And so the idea was planted and started germinating. See, it started growing. For those who can't see Mark like I can, his hands Uh are over his head, uh, miming seeds sprinkled on his forehead and then germinating and sprouting out of his head. I can't talk unless I'm doing something dumb with my hands. But I thought it'd be really great, uh, just fun for us, but also maybe fun for some some of our, our listeners, old and new alike, to kind of go back through our catalog of, of the, the, the last 50 or so episodes. And you and I could pull out some of the ones that, not the, not just the ones that we liked, because we like them all, but maybe, maybe ones well. that sort of... <laughs> but I, th- I thought we could think through some of the, the conversations that led to maybe some like aha moments, you know, or some of the, some of the, the, the episodes that really left us with, with something to really think about something that sort of furthered our understanding. You know, we, we open up some episodes by saying, well, reminding our, our listeners that you and I are not experts. Mm-mm. We are not at all, but we are sort of on a journey maybe to try to get a little bit smarter you know grow grow the old the old grow gray matter up there i thought i was showing up just for the goof no Mm -hmm. turns out we're both showing up to learn something we're trying to learn some stuff and 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 so here's what i thought we could do i've chosen five clips from five different interviews you can follow i'm with you so far yeah i didn't lose you Uh, five clips from five different episodes featuring five different guests and i and i thought we just 
talk about them and then listen to them, listen back to them and uh, relearn some, some wonderful things together along with our, our listeners. And hey, maybe you can do the same thing. You choose five clips from five different episodes that left you feeling a little bit smarter. I would be honored to do that. You've created the template here. I'm just following. So, so here, before we get started, I do, I do have a couple questions. Here's the first one that I asked myself. What was my favorite interview? Do you want me to ask you that? Why don't you ask me that? There's an envelope in front of you that contains three questions. And that was open. <laughs> that was the sound of me opening it. I heard it. Okay, Mark, here mm-hmm. is the first question that I'd like for you to answer. Do Get you me. have a favorite interview that we've conducted over the course of our modern dadhood history? Mm, that's a really good question. I didn't, I haven't. I'm going to have to give me some time to think about that. I didn't expect that question. Thanks. I, I think mine is going to, is going to have to be Martin Sexton. And I think you probably knew, knew it. I was going to say that you knew I was going to say that. Cause, cause as we said in the episode way back before we started this little adventure called modern dadhood, when it was still just a little seed in your mind germinating, <laughs> I'm doing yeah. the hand motions again. You said, you said, well, like what would be a, what would be somebody you'd want to have on a, on a show like that? Like pie in the sky type individual. And his name just came right, right to my, right to my mind. Yep. Um, he's a little bit of a personal hero. I'll go so far as to say that he's a musician. For those of you who don't know, him, check him out. I just love his outlook on life and it, it, it comes through in his music and I thought it might in a conversation. And I think it did. Uh, I think he sort of has this way of coming at life and like everyday situations, good and bad with this sort of notion of like, our life is precious. And so I'm going to sort of treat it as such and, and try to live in the moment and find the beauty in all things. And, and then maybe, maybe put some of that out into the world through my music so I think that was maybe, I think that's maybe the one for, for me. And I actually didn't pull any, any quotes or clips from that one for my top five. five. I just, I suggest you go listen to the, the entire episode, episode 20 in the catalog. I want to re-listen to it because I do remember that being a really fun and a really meaningful conversation. It was very clear from speaking to him that he loves being a father. He cherishes that. Yeah. So... You've pulled five clips from different episodes. Why don't you tell us about the first clip that you selected? Tee it up for us. So the, the, the first clip that I chose was from an episode entitled Crying Over Spilt Milk. Scotty Iseri. Scotty Iseri, episode 26. And his podcast, The Imagined Neighborhood, is killing it right now. He just had Tig Notaro on his podcast. <laughs> I saw that, which is totally mind blowing and amazing. When also like really well deserved. I mean, they, you know, they're doing really good work on he, that show. Had, yeah, absolutely. And he had Peter Sagel on like the week before. He did? Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. I'm psyched for him. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, he deserves everything that comes to him. And I love the show. I love Imagine Neighborhood. And we talked about it a bunch. But we also just talked about uh, one of the topics that sort of is uh, kind of ever present in that show, which is like dealing with big emotions. Mm-hmm. 
at the time, it was really helpful. Actually, I found that the discussion with him really helpful, but especially lately, listening back to it, I found it helpful all over again, because now I'm sort of at a different point in, in my journey being a dad. And, you know, this has come up on a couple recent episodes that it's just been a kind of a struggle lately, especially with one of my kids. He gave some really good thoughts on how to handle a child in a moment that they're going through some big emotions. Um, and even, even more so, um, how to do that while you're also having your own right. big emotions. Uh, that's the, the thing that I'm just struggling with. I, I, I sometimes feel like I don't have the room for both of those things. And listening back to, to this, this episode and, and specifically this, this clip I found really helpful. Let's take a listen. Let's take a listen. And I will say that we will include links in the show notes to all of the episodes that you've pulled clips from if anybody wants to go back and re-listen to the full episodes. But yeah, let's hear your Scotty Iseri clip. The thing that helped me a lot was like taking a moment and going like, okay, what's what's the problem if we cry about this? Like it's loud, it's, you know, it's stressful when, when someone's like having a meltdown in front of you, but like, it's not the end of the world. And, and taking that moment to go like, it really sucks that your waffle broke, huh? Like that's hard. And I'm saying, yeah, it really is hard. You know, like <laughs> finding the room to just have some big feelings can be helpful because it lets you express those and it gives you the opportunity as a dad to say like, yeah, this is hard. Waffle breaking sucks. Let's, let's talk about the suckiness of waffle breaking. Now, of course, like, that's that's in this little bubble where you can have the moment to step back and realize like right. the reality is it's the fifth time that's happened in the week and you haven't had coffee yet. And at the same time, there's something else burning on the stove and the other one has spilled their orange juice. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. all the, the, the things around that. that make Were, it hard were you in my house this morning? Because you just described. <laughs> <laughs> I'm describing my breakfast, okay, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> the, the, the chaos around any any given mealtime. That's been my experience of it. I don't know if that works for everybody, but I totally feel you on the like wanting to rewind the tape of the day or like, yes. oh man, I messed that up. But what do you say we move on to clip two? We had a wonderful conversation with a gentleman by the name of John Clausen. Mm -hmm. You recall this episode, Discovering the Hidden Gems. Yes, I love John Clausen. If you don't know John Clausen, dear listener, um, you, you might want to check him out. He is a wonderful, wonderful author. He has written the, the hat trilogy. And if you don't know the hat trilogy, <laughs> come on, what are you even doing? Go to the nearest independent bookstore right now and put your credit card down and say, give me the hat trilogy. Buy two of them so that you have one to give away as gifts. That's amazing. Holiday That's or birthday amazing gifts. Thought. Yeah, especially right now, you get the supply change problems. <laughs> nobody, honestly, though, nobody doesn't like John Clausen books. No, there's no way. In kind of keeping with the same theme of big emotions, we were talking about the, uh, how it's sometimes easy to get so wrapped up in your own shit that it's it's hard to remember that your kids also experience the world in a very real and sometimes visceral way, albeit sometimes over something extremely trivial in the grand scheme of things, in your eyes, and maybe even 
the world's eyes. Right. But like to them, I don't know that your kids are playing a, a game that they just made up that minute, but already someone's not playing it correctly or following the rules or whatever, something. And one of them loses it. And it's, it can be easy to be dismissive as parents in, in moments like that because they happen a lot. A uh, lot. And yeah. <laughs> During our conversation, John sort of shared a little bit of a realization that, that he had around his kids experiencing uh, life and going through moments like that. Why don't we roll tape? It's a beautiful thing to have those moments when you can entertain them by bringing a character to life or use the story as an opportunity to teach them something. But to echo what you both have been saying, it's it's arguably, you know, equally valuable to them to be able to discover the whole thing on their own and find their their own takeaways and come to their own conclusions. Well, and really realize that those conclusions are valid. Like not right. even just be like, that isn't that cute. You have right. a little conclusion. Like to really say like, that is as valid as a conclusion as I've come to today on anything I've been thinking about. Like his day is as real as my day. And to really believe that mm-hmm. you have to understand how real those days are for you when you're four years old and that you are a true complete person already, or that you're never a complete person. One of those two things, both that can be true, I guess. I think it took having kids to really clarify that for me, just watching their days and be like, holy shit, they're real days. He had a whole day today and he didn't even leave the house, but it was a whole day. And like, just how, like that, that world seems so small, but that it's a totally valid one. It's such a, yeah, it's a heartbreaking thing. You got any more questions for me before we move on to the next clip? I do. Let me just, let me pull the next one out of the envelope. It's a huge envelope. Mark, what is the biggest thing that you've taken away from the show so far? Hmm. That's another brilliant question. Thank you. Here's a big thing. And it seems silly. And then, let's, then let's just not. Like, I, I, well, we we, not we don't want to get too ridiculous. So <clears> let's I'll just go on to the next thing. Um, I think... For me, one of the biggest takeaways in, in, in all of our conversations here is like when you become a parent in the time leading up to becoming a parent, maybe you sort of think, oh, I'm going to have this kid and I'm going to teach them everything I know. But when you get into it, you realize there's so much that you just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, actually, I don't know anything. <laughs> I can I I can teach them maybe the blood code from Mortal Kombat, but besides that, there's a lot I just don't know. And you end up becoming a teacher in a sense, but you're also still very much a student and you have so much to learn and the learning curve can be really steep and you hit these moments over and over and over again where you Feel like maybe you're catching on, you know, you kind of get this like, oh, okay, I think maybe I get it. Mm -hmm. And then everything changes. You know, you get a new, you hit a new phase or you hit a new age or you hit a new whatever. And you are sort of back in this position of having to learn a bunch. Do you mean as they grow and develop and the way that they learn changes? 
that you're sort of constantly reinventing how you interact with them and how you teach them and how you experience things together with them? I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think maybe sometimes, at least for me, before coming a, becoming a parent, in that period of time where you're sort of preparing for that, you set some expectations, whether you mean to or not. But then when it comes down to it, you know, I think you, you sort of are hit with this realization that you just didn't plan for everything because you can't. Anywho. Hey, what do you say we officially move on to the next? Uh, uh, What's your third clip? I've got another one. Do you remember a gentleman by the name of Patrick Coleman? Mm-mm. Author and parenting editor at Fatherly. Recall this gentleman? I do remember Patrick Coleman, and I am a fan of Fatherly, and it was awesome to talk to him. It was a great conversation. It was so great. We had to split it up into two episodes. That's right. Because uh, we just talked and talked. We just yammered on. We just kept talking. Um, in keeping with the theme of, of big emotions, um, since we're finding out that that's a, since we're finding out that's a, a thing I grapple with on the regs, um, it came up in our chat with, uh, with Patrick, because I don't know if you remember, do you remember this? This is crazy. You might not remember. Do you remember the that little wacky insurrection. Do you remember that? January 6th, 2021. Don't tell me you remember that little thing. I, I do remember that. Uh, well, I think, uh, suffice to say, I think a lot of adults were displaying big emotions on that day and on the days uh, thereafter. And we talked a little bit about that because he wrote an article that you that you really loved and that you referenced. And we talked about receiving and like digesting really big, complex, emotional events, while at the same time, you've got your kids there, who his kids are a little older, I think maybe than both of our kids. And, and they're also experiencing that stuff that's happening at the same time. So you're getting all that information, you're trying to process, you're trying to make sense of it. But you're also sort of charged with helping your kids understand it, which is a skill, man. Yeah, because skill I know for I me, I know for me in the the gravity of a moment like that doesn't necessarily hit me immediately. Even if I f- kind of feel like I fully understand what's going on, yeah, I still the weight of it doesn't set in until maybe hours later. Yeah. So to be able to consume the information, the visuals, the commentary, process it, and then try to distill it down or, or, you know, kind of filter Mm -hmm. it in a way to share it with your kids in a way that they'll understand. That's fascinating. Well, let's listen to the clip that you pulled from our episode with Patrick Coleman. What episode number is that? That was episode 37, part one. Don't forget there's a part two to that conversation. We'll link it in the show notes. Because one of the things that I've, that I've learned is that you never want to go into a situation with your kids where you are not in control of your own emotions and your own feelings. Yeah. Like it's never a good idea, no matter what it is, whether, whether you're, you're angry or you're outside the house and somebody's having a tantrum or anytime there's big emotions, basically you, you don't want to go into it 
raw. You want to take a beat and figure out where you're at. So, so I knew I didn't want to go to them right away because I didn't, I didn't know how I felt about the situation. Honestly, sure. all I knew was that I was very anxious and shaky and excited and all those emotions where we, that we have when we watch these things. Um, so the first thing I did was actually uh, spoke to my wife who was home at the time. And uh, I talked to her about it first. And that was a way for us to both sort of go through those emotions together, you know, mm-hmm. to, to bounce things off each other and, and to talk it out and sort of come to a place of, of, of reasonable calm. And we wanted to make sure that we did that before the kids ever, ever were introduced to, to what was happening. We're going to get away from the big emotions for just a minute. Phew. I know you're getting, I know you're I'm getting start, emotional can, about it. I can see the big emotions starting to well up in you here in my zoom. It's just sweat. My zoom screen. Oh, that's gross. The next clip I chose was from a, an, an interview with a guest who is all over this podcast. We talk about him in every single podcast. I'm talking about none other than Casper baby pants. Mr. Chris Ballou. Chris Ballou. We had an episode called Expanding the Definition of Creativity, which was episode 17. That was early, going, man. We're going way back. He joined us quite early in the in the show. Man, if we're lucky. How lucky are we to have so many fucking cool conversations? I mean, hey, pretty darn lucky. If you're not, not familiar with, with Chris Ballou or Casper Baby Pants, think you'll know him as the lead singer from the rock band presidents of the United States of America, uh, singer, songwriter, rock star. He's an all round creative guy. You started talking about him obviously way, way back because uh, yep. his music is the theme song for our show. But I think we had him on, we wanted him on the show for a lot of different reasons. So I think we, we talked, we talked a bunch about a lot of different things. Um, but obviously we were sort of hoping to glean a little bit of that, you know, that, that wonderful outlook on, on the importance of creativity from him. And we had a really wonderful thing to say about what creativity really means, or maybe how we could begin to look at creativity uh, from a, from a little bit of a different perspective. And I, I think that was for me, one of the big takeaways from our conversation with Chris Ballou. of any words of advice for parents who maybe aren't in a creative field and aren't particularly creative people, but want to encourage their kids to be creative and just don't really know how to go about it? Well, I would definitely, step one is expand the definition of creativity to include things that are not music and art and dance and theater, but stuff like making soup, um, you know, painting a room, uh, decorating your room, um, things, things that you do every day anyway, shot, you know, how you eat, how you dress, um, those can all be creative acts. But I think people are performing creative acts a lot more than they think. So you could start there. It doesn't, you know, to, to uh, promote creativity doesn't mean you have to take up music, art, or acting or dance as a profession or filmmaking. Um, but you can, so... That would be my first piece of advice. Just kind of expand the definition. There's a really great book. I think it's called How to Fly a Horse. 
my buddy Joel recommended it to me and it's really good. It's about creativity and, you know, this idea that it's bigger than the uh, artistic disciplines. Um, I have another question for you. Get out of town. I know that for you, Martin Sexton was a really kind of pie in the sky guest. Can you think of another person who you would just really love to talk to? And, you know, this could be this could be anybody. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, you want to <laughs> no, talk to The Rock? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. That'd be really cool. I mean, that would be badass. That would be pretty sweet. Here's somebody that comes to mind. Dax Shepard. Okay. You Dax, listen, do you listen to his podcast? Yeah, I've, I've, I've listened. I've listened to a few episodes here and there. I Here's what I think about him. He seems like a very good mix of celebrity and real person. Do you know what I, I mean? I buy that. Yeah, totally. He, like, he's in that world. And same with his wife. They're in that world. But I don't think they've lost touch with reality. And... I've heard him and, and both the both of them talk about their kids uh, and talk about uh, on the show. You know, they, they've talked about how they're beginning to talk about like sex with their children. You know that, that you can be wicked famous, you know, no, no matter how much success you've had. If you have kids and you're a parent and you're involved and you're active there's stuff you got to deal with mm-hmm. that's hard to deal with that you don't know how to do it until you start doing it and you got to fumble your way through it. And I feel like I've heard him talk about these things and I think he would be a great person to just, to just sit down and have a, a chat like this, uh, 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 you know, with him for, for half an hour. Also, he's married to Kristen Bell, who's Anna from Frozen, for Come God's on. sake. How much cooler can you be what do you what do you say we move on to the clip number five five final clip five of the top five what's that about what is it not too long ago we spoke with with a gentleman named jordan shapiro fantastic dude smart guy extremely intelligent maybe one of the like greater thinkers we've had on the show he's an author he's a teacher he's an all-around smart guy he's got a phd a thought leader we talk at length about that. Yeah, he's a thought leader. I, 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 I put it down in that episode. I said, I think, I think this term is right for you, even though people use it poorly all the time. I think it's right for you, Jord. I didn't say that part. Just listen to the episode. You'll hear what I said. That episode was wonderful for a lot of reasons. But uh, I took so much away from our conversation with Jordan and combination of our conversation with Jordan and his book father figure how to be a feminist dad i'm still plugging away at that slowly Mm, have you finished uh, it i burned through it i read it it was a combination of actually reading it and i also had the 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 uh, i have the actual physical book and i also had the digital uh, whatever audiobook version so it's like back and forth reading it and listening to it that spoke to me on so many levels that book and our conversation and i took so much away from it but there's one thing in particular that we talked about on the, on the show, and of course something that's a, a big component of the book, Father Figure, is kind of reimagining the role of dad, the role of the father. And that was, a, that was like a game changer for me, because I only know that role 
for a short time. I only understand that role from this new perspective for a short time. And this is a thing that we talk about often. A lot of our understanding uh, that we bring to the table as dads comes from our experience being kids to a dad. Yep. Provided that provided that you're 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 a person who grew up with a dad in the household. A lot of your cues come from from that. You know, whether maybe you you plan on it or not. And I think that role and the understanding of that role has shifted over time. And um that was big for me to come to that realization and to understand that uh maybe it's not what it used to be or what society has kind of labeled it as he talked about this and and talks about it in the book how you know we tend to think of it as like old fatherhood and then new or modern fatherhood you yeah, know where yeah. it's like the old version it, the the previous definition of fatherhood you know was this image of the dad coming home from work sitting mm-hmm. on the couch being served his dinner not being particularly involved in the kids, maybe being annoyed with the kids, mm. you know, going to bed and, you know, being the breadwinner and yeah. how now things are so much different. But what Jordan was saying and has written about in the book is it's really like it's not a then and now it's just constantly been evolving. Right. Yeah. There's so much more between then and now it's not just the dad of the 50s and 60s and then the dad of 2021 let's just listen to that little snippet for me i think one of the biggest takeaways from this book father figure has been that as a dad i think i shifting the understanding of the dad role from one of authority to one of uh, responsibility and adaptability, it seems very powerful. And I don't know if it's just where I am at the particular moment with my kids, but that notion, that idea really, really speaks to me. And I think it's really important. And if anything, I would recommend getting this book and reading it to explore that particular thing. I, I think what you're just saying, that authority versus responsibility, which I'm still working on too, right? I mean, I, I think this is the hardest thing. And I think, you know, if I were to put it in a really simple way that I think a lot of people could relate to, it is almost every father I've ever met cares so deeply and wants to do so much to make everything great for their family, for their spouses, for their children. They are always trying to make everyone comfortable and happy. They are actually sacrificing so much in order to make everyone happy. Now, there's also a crazy line between trying to make everyone happy and controlling everyone. Mm -hmm. And that is a hard line to walk and to identify. And and, uh, even as someone who's spent a lot of time researching and thinking about it, there are lots of days where I go, whoa, Jordan, you're in this authority mindset Mm -hmm. where you're trying to control. You're no longer caretaking. You're forcing them to be what you want them to be. So it's easier for you to care for them and to have your narrative of how great you are. Um, And that's that's the hardest thing I think for dads right now. Well, I liked your five picks. Those were really solid sections of really amazing conversations. 
A little trip down memory lane, huh? We've just had so many like incredible guests. It just makes me so excited for the future of the podcast. Same. I can't wait to talk to Daxi. Dads, you can find us at moderndadhood.com. Wherever you listen to your podcast, it might be Apple or Stitcher or Amazon or Spotify. Buttcasts. Buttcasts dot but. But. <laughs> Wherever you listen, please subscribe and leave us a quick rating and a review. And please do us a favor. And as you start gathering in small groups safely, please tell your dad friends and your mom friends about modern dadhood go ahead and follow us too. follow us on the uh, on the facebook or the meta what do they call it what's it changing its name to the meta metaverse uh but you can also follow uh, follow us on instagram because that's that's not owned no that's, that's, also. that's not tainted we have t-shirts and dad hoodies for sale on our website moderndadhood.com and while you're there you can also contact us using the contact form at the bottom of the page or just by emailing us hey at moderndadhood.com h-e-y at moderndadhood.com hey uh while we're at it i'd like to say thank you to casper baby pants and spencer albi for all of the wonderful music that you hear on on modern dadhood pete morse at red vault audio and a very heartfelt thanks goes out to all of the guests especially the ones that we heard from again uh, throughout this episode and just a reminder that all of those episodes that the clips in today's show came from can be found in the show notes can be found on buttcasts you like to do the last bullet here why don't you take it i'd love to take the last bullet for you (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for listening Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Does> they <it> matter. <laughs>